Today's episode is brought to you by Dunstan Tap and Table Restaurant uh, in Scarborough, Maine at uh, 6 Stewart Drive, Dunstan Crossing, Scarborough, Maine. Uh, you can check them out at dunstantapandtable.com. Uh, great restaurant. It's uh, the kind of place, you know, I like to go if I've got friends, if I, you know, people feel like doing some day drinking and maybe I do or don't. It's a good place to facilitate all kinds of people because everybody wants to hang out, you know, eat some mussels eat some wings. It's a good space. You can kind of stretch your shit. You're a tall drink of water. You got to stretch it out a little bit and they got room for you to do that. They do all the distancing for you. Uh, but Dunstan Tap and Table, a uh, really diverse menu, definitely better than going to Fun Town. Uh, they have amazing pizza. They just kind of launched the pizza program. I always talk about their wings. I won't shut up about their wings because I actually think they're delicious and I eat them and I love them. Yeah, check it out. Dunstan Tap and Table. And they are at 6 Stewart Drive. Dunstan Crossing is Scarborough, Maine. Uh, check them out at DunstanTapandTable.com. Uh, the phone is area code 207-219-8024. If you haven't checked it out yet and you want to support uh, the show, both uh, the Fukuma Podcast and Fukuma My 70s Kitchen, you should check out our Patreon. Uh, go to Patreon.com slash Fukuma Podcast. Uh, there are three different tiers of membership, all named after Roman emperors. Whatever one you want to be, step it up. Uh, really fun perks. Uh, you get a lot of videos early. We post a lot of bonus videos. Uh, you get the recipes on a really nice uh, PDF that I take the time to write out and make pretty for you with an additional shopping guide. Uh, and then if, if you're, uh, our third tier, our Caligula tier, $10 a month, only $10 a month, uh, also puts you in the running for uh, the Fukuoma Cookbook. Uh, which we are working on and hope to have published uh, this coming fall. So check it out, patreon.com. You won't even miss it. Just sign up, you know, and it helps us out. I mean, all the money goes right back into the show. Uh, and you know what? We're going to make the show anyway, but we'd love your help in the process. Thank you. Welcome to the Food Coma Podcast. Uh, today we are at the Cheese Iron with uh, co-founders and husband and wife team, uh, Vince Maniacci. Yes, thank you and for Jill having me. And Jill Dutton. Wow, you actually pronounced Vince's name correctly. Well, I'm Italian. I, I mean, I, I'm main <laughs> Italian, but I can still... Most people, right. including our boys, don't pronounce it correctly. Oh, good. Well, you know, it's something I learned in early age. I learned that there's nothing Italian about green peppers and black olives on a sandwich, but I know how to, you know. Well, I think the problem was at school, they say his last name wrong. And so from a young age, they heard it that way. What so do they we, call it? Maniaki? Yeah. At, at school, they're always like, Maniaki. 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 There's no CH here. It's not a hard CH. It's like Maniaci. Mani I don't know. They say <laughs> a bunch of different things. So anyway. Mainly Achi. I've given up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's easier sometimes just to be like, yeah, good. That's Maniaki or whatever. <laughs> like why you have to correct yeah when i was in high school actually it was like ninth grade i decided i wanted to be in the mafia when i grow up and like as if that was like some career fair day and because all the only thing i knew about the mafia was the movies and i figured if you didn't rock the boat too much you'd make it you know like right, don't right. stand out and don't you know secretly join the other side and you can avoid being tortured and killed usually usually you just go to jail at some point but you've seen jail in Goodfellas, so, you know, I mean, you just, all you do is make sauce all day and sell drugs. It's not really a big deal. I had a mafia name I, I made up for myself when I was in my 20s. 
is Vinny the Thumbs Maniachi. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, that could go a lot of ways. <laughs> Guys, what you do with his thumbs? I mean, you don't want to find out. <laughs> you bring in the thumbs? All right. <laughs> Perfect. So you opened up the Cheese Iron back in 2006 in August, right? Yes, yep. we did. That yeah. was kind of during, um, and, you're, and you're in Scarborough. A, before, why Scarborough? How did that happen? So we drove around Portland a ton and all the like, you know, surrounding towns trying to find a place when we first moved here. Yeah, there was already six places or whatever. Well, and the weird thing was we moved here not knowing anyone. We had this one and a half year old son. We did not know anything about Portland or all we knew is that there was no, there wasn't really a cheese. I mean, there was a small little cheese shop, but not a lot of cheese shops or specialty yeah. food stores. It was like the public market. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Portland Green Grocer. Right. Oh, right. That um, but the they closed. Nick and Annie. Right. right. Yep. And they were, but they closed down. Um, but. Because um, even Whole Foods didn't open until 2007, I think, right? I think it was a few years later, yeah. actually, Nine. and Wild Oats closed down. Right, maybe, maybe seven, yeah. No, it was seven because I was still working yeah. for Divine. Oh, was? And oh. I stopped that job in 2008. So, yeah. oh. so we just drove around, and we, we decided that Portland, it was hard to, like, find parking. It was hard to, you know, find a place that we felt would be kind of what we were looking for. Maybe there just wasn't a lot available at the time. And then we found this place and I know it's in Scarborough and everyone thought we were crazy for opening in Scarborough but it's really it's like right off the highway we have all this great parking it's near all the beaches it's a it's a pretty big thoroughfare and it's not that far from Portland so if you have a car it's really yeah. it's you're it's, not gonna hitchhike here but if you have a car easy to hear yeah and you draw from you know like you said it's like Pine Point, like yeah. Old Orchard Cape, you know, all people don't have to go to Portland, they can just come here instead. Exactly. And have parking. Yeah. Exactly. But it also wasn't just random. We we no. did our demographic studies as true, well. True. Um, we also we um, we went to Score and we talked to them for a while. John Entwistle. What's that? Uh, Score is um, a um, a group of uh, retired business professionals that you go to, and they donate their time to help small businesses um, develop. Um, sometimes their um, their um, their business plan, uh, but also they they help small businesses um, with their projection of you know where they should um, open up their stores, how they should do it. They just offer that that type of um, that seasoned um, information, right? Um, so we went to them, and then when um, we did do our demographic studies, and we're like, Scarborough is the place, you know. But let's look at. They're all edu well, not all, but there's a high um, rate of education here. Um, there is a lot of uh, disposable income, um, and uh, there's major traffic going this way. I think at the time, um, the count was um, 20,000 cars a day going yeah. up and down this road. We're like, whoa! I mean, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, that, yeah. right? Yeah. And that was 15 years ago. And now it's, it's not grown like tourist so much. traffic. People who live here and will stop and will come back, and that's exactly yeah. it, right? Yeah. It was all residential traffic. Right, right. right. Scarborough's a lot bigger. I think a lot of people realize, like it's like it's like kind of like Cumberland. It's, it's really huge, extensive, yeah. yeah. Right, but not far from all the other little towns. Right. So it's eight minutes from Portland, literally eight minutes. You can. It's funny. Growing up, my impression of Scarborough was always. My mom would always, we would always go, and I say, I've still got this as an adult, it's delicious. Randomly, I don't know why or how she knows this, but you know, like that Len Libby place with like the big yeah, chocolate yeah, mousse? Yeah, yeah. They have this Needham ice cream they do oh. that is like one of the best ice creams. Like, I, and I love ice cream. 
and I don't know what it is. I've never had any other flavor there, and I'll go there sometimes just randomly if I drive by, and I'm like, I just want this one thing. I'll have maybe like twice a summer. I'm gonna have to it's go try it. Really delicious, you know. Right. I need them being a, you know, a main thing people forget about right, a lot. You know, right. it's like I don't think there's any potato in the ice cream. I would imagine, but huh, it's coconut, very it. coconutty. They also uh, have that Bangor chips. taffy. Oh, that's the. I, yeah. I don't spend a lot of time there because I try to just look at the floor. I don't want anybody to talk to me. And I've already seen the chocolate mousse. It's a. It's a, I've already admired its splendor. So how right. old is that thing? I don't know. I, I wouldn't advise eat. To, I wouldn't recommend eating it. No, no. I'm gonna probably shellacked it to I think keep so. it. But it is a chocolate mousse. Right. That's on. something that is part of on your itinerary. <laughs> we have to stop and see the chocolate mousse again. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> said who. I don't know. You know. I'm like, you know, this is valuable retail space. This moose is taking up here. I don't <laughs> really. That is true. You could maybe just put them up, elevate. I don't know. Nobody needs to touch them. I don't know. I don't really understand. But, uh, yeah, so if you're, if you're in Scarborough, Len Libby Ice Cream. And it's like this gift shop. Like, you'll see it, and you'll be like, what the hell is he talking about? This place is like, why? But... I'm telling you, the Go need of ice, ice cream. cream. Okay. Yeah, need them right. ice. Need them ice cream. Not all the. I don't know about the all that. I can only vouch for the need them. Okay. It's just uh, you know one of those things growing up. You always remember things growing up better than things you had last week for some reason. Uh, so when you opened here in 2006, so that was kind of the. I want to say the, fir- <laughs> I say the first Renaissance kind of in Portland was like Bresca, Miyake. Um, right. Uh, what else? I forgot. But it was like, that was in Portland started. That was like the stuff that yeah. opened to get us all of the press to begin with. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think your timing was really good there. Because I remember, and this place is really cool because in the beginning and actually throughout, you know, a lot of the, the, the time here, it's like you get a lot of people who are, this their first stop after like a, a career in the kitchen. You know, I remember like Hugo's in particular, you, had, you know, a couple of people that worked here for a really long time. Right. And it was exactly. like the transition from restaurant where you could still be as enthusiastic about food and be around like-minded people. Right, but right. But working in a restaurant kitchen. Exactly. You know. And, well, we had Paige before she opened up Central Provisions right. here yeah, for a while. Right. And yeah, a lot of great own, food yeah. people have worked here that worked at great restaurants. It's true. And it's, you know, because these are the ingredients they use, right? And it gets them more connected to the producers of these ingredients that they use well and a lot of them were just fascinated by the cheese they wanted the opportunity to learn about these beautiful little sculptures that are you know hand created they're all a little different you know they all have their own profiles and um, I think that was a a part that people were interested in learning about yeah I mean it's not usually people are just like I love cheese. I know that much. Right. I know that. And I know your background before this was mostly graphic design. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and you were at Formaggio Kitchen and then Dean and DeLuca and then Whole Foods in Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did they, did they send you to Texas or were you there already? They actually, um, from um, Georgia, they sent me to Texas. Yeah. And that was the flagship store? Yeah. 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 So how did your cheese career start? Was it something that kind of found you or was it something you sought out? It actually, it, it was completely uh, accidental. Um, I did walk into Formaggio Kitchen in 2000, actually, excuse me, 1993 mm-hmm. to buy my, um, my friend's um, parents a gift and it was like, holy That was back when like shit. Brie was fancy. And Morbier was just <laughs> as bad as like, yeah. you know, fancy as it gets. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, I have to, I have to work here. So I asked for a job right then and there. It's and, a great yeah. thing. And then haven't looked back thing. since, right? Right. And it was this opportunity that three years later, no, four years later, I met Jill. Yeah. 
through this sort of uh, association with cheese. You know, so we met on Nantucket. Right? So. Everybody loves the cheese guy. You know, I mean, it's, it's a good connection. Right. Yeah. Insider, insider stuff. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, that's, you covered all the bases. I mean, Fondue Kitchen, then Dean and DeLuca and Whole Foods. I mean, pretty much. Right. That's all the. Jill and I always knew that we were going to open up a store, but we weren't sure where. Right at the time. Well, we just. We always loved going into specialty food stores whenever we were tra- anywhere we went. That's where we kind of like, you know, would look for those places to like go a check out. Mousse. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> not quite, but Spe- not that specialized. <laughs> a little more specialized, <laughs> okay. but um, that that's sort of like even now when we travel. That's, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people in the food industry this is what they do. But right. you know, we seek out all those little cool little places. It's really disappointing when you you see a storefront and you think it's going to be one of those places yeah. and then it totally isn't. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a gift shop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Very big difference in specialty food shop and a gift shop. Now, if you are traveling and going to like, what's, what's, what are like the sort of like red flags and number of like, if you go to a cheese shop, like what's the first thing you see that you're like, okay, this place is not, we're going to get out of here. Cleanliness. Oh yeah. yeah. Number one, cleanliness. Right. Um, and then also, um, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm a stickler for the wrapping and the care of the cheese. Mm-hmm. Right, um, Jill may have her own criteria when she goes in and looks at the pantries and I'm the more, wines oh, yeah. and all that stuff. I'm more right. OCD, like you know how things are displayed, how things yeah. are set up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, does I'm, somebody give a shit? Basically, exactly. Right. Yeah, so it's both both of your both those points. And yeah, <laughs> and to that point, right? It's like if you walk and you've been in here, right? And so, oh, yeah. no matter what Jill and I are doing. We'll be talking to you. If someone walks in, we're saying hello to that person coming in, right? And we're also saying goodbye to that person leaving, right? And thank right? you. And right. it's, you know, you have to acknowledge your your customers. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of places we walk into these days, you're, the customer service is not Right. It's almost, there. It's almost intentionally. It's like, well, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll just see what happens with them. You know? Right. <laughs> so maybe, I can, maybe I can avoid confrontation if possible. You know? <laughs> right. But the, I mean, the whole point is, you know, you want your customers to feel comfortable and to want to ask questions, you know, and to learn something. You don't want them to just walk out because they were intimidated. So you have to be friendly because this is intimidating. You know, yeah. it's and, you know, someone might be coming in for the first time and they're overwhelmed. So you want to, you know, you don't want to be like hovering over them, but. Yeah, you want to make them yeah, feel that comfortable. Makes them as uncomfortable, yeah. But if they're, if you can, you can kind of tell when they come in if they're looking for craft singles or if you know what they're. Which there's a time and a place for craft singles. You probably don't agree on a burger. <laughs> on a burger, right? <laughs> yes, I mean, it's on just, a it's burger. Just, is there any better meltier? Because <laughs> nope. it's not really real. It's made to do that. It's made. To it's do scientifically that. engineered to melt on a burger. <laughs> exactly. Patty, you know. Exactly. Again, it's nostalgia. And now these days, I get you know the white deli deluxe. If I'm getting them, <laughs> I don't go with the orange one at least. That's uh, even with my mac and cheese. I like to try to find. A one that doesn't have the orange color because it doesn't really exist in nature. Right. Unless right. you're talking about like the double Gloucester, you know. The, right, right. Which right, actually, yeah, that, yeah. that cheese, the, the herb Gloucester, I remember back when I worked at, I talked about this in the Josh Pataki podcast, and I worked at Bar Lolo with him. He did a mac and cheese with that. Ooh, nice, right? It's called the mac and cheese because <laughs> uh, it's Pataki. And uh, yeah, and it was like one of the best things. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's, 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 it turns out it's a pretty good cheese for that. So, also to Jill's point as well is, yeah, we want people to feel the experience, you know, like from yeah. start to finish. And we want them to leave knowing that the money that they spent was well-deserved, right? Mm-hmm. Like something that you, when I buy things here, 
it's the things that I generally want to like come back and tell you about. So I'm like, that was delicious. Like, okay. Right. And now we start with that. Where are we going from there? Like, exactly. what's the next place? Right. Exactly. You know, you start out with a, a milder blue and you start getting more aggressive ones and, you know, just... It's a, it's a good opportunity when case. you get somebody new to immediately set up a relationship. Like, I don't think... Well, at least once or twice a week, Jill and I will will help a customer with the wine and we'll say, hey, listen, let us know how you like that because mm-hmm. then now we know what you like and then we can go from there. You know, you set up a rapport and it makes mm-hmm. it feel good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's right. You, know, you want to sell a man six cars over 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. You know, it, all, it all just comes back to, to that. But yeah, no, I, I love this store and it's one of those things that's just like, yeah, you can spend kind of hours in here looking around and finding different now what's the the selection process i mean it's a lot of things to keep track of because you care a lot of different things here and clearly there's thought put into each one category of things i mean it seems like a lot to keep track of you know it's really funny but i think all of us that work here are are kind of really ocd and and right. the same way that we are and so they see where everything is and when we're running low with something or i mean there's some things that we'll bring in that are Maybe we're trying out. Yeah. You know, we tasted them and they were delicious, but we want to see if customers are going to pick them up yeah. and buy I'm them as well. I'm curious about like the selection process for, because clearly it's like all of these things. If I ask you about pretty much everything in the store, you can tell me about it. Right. And there's a lot of things in the store. So. Right. You know. The selection process is usually that we have to sample it first right. to see if we like it and if it would be something that we would that we would eat or we think that our customers would enjoy. Maybe it's not my favorite item, but I think, oh, customers have been asking for this and it's a good quality of, you know, a certain product. It doesn't have to replace something else on the shelves now. No, no. But it is seasonal, so there's different things that we'll have in in the summer that, you know, we won't have it in the winter, of course. And um, in the winter, we have all those great holiday things that come in. And so, I I mean, I guess. But also, I mean, as sort of like how we talked about you know, us building a rapport with our customers. So now we're the customers with our distributors, and so they know what we like, right? And want to bring in. Right. Click with the wine, and they'll even, you know, wine or cheese or anything, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we get phone calls or emails or, you know, um, they, they'll, they'll shoot us a, a text on, hey, listen, we have these things. I think you'll like them. You know, this, we'll send you a sample, um, but try it out and let me know what you think. Right. right, and so that's that is how we find things. That's how yeah. we find things, and also, you know, like a fly on the wall too. You know, we're we're Instagram um, linked with a lot of other cheese shops like ours. So when they post, we're like, wow, that looks great, right? Let's find out who's bringing that in. Let's try and bring that in too. Yeah. You know, so and that's good too because they've you know let them have done the legwork, and I, I, I am pretty sure that's how. And it's like you're getting to know their palate too, so you're like, right. oh, they carry it. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And sometimes you can scroll in and look at the shelves, like, wow, that looks great. That looks really great. Let's see what that is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's shameless, but you know, it works too. I don't think it's really shameless. I think it's like there are are a lot of things more shameless than I can think of. It's research. It is research. R and D. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, so it was funny the other day. I was thinking about. (laughs) I won't name the place, but. The three of us had gone out to dinner at one point because I was, I was, during the, the pandemic, you know, with all the outdoor seating and being somebody of my sort of size, it's like, uh, sort of being somebody of my size. And 
I'll sometimes I'll be like, oh, would you like to sit here? And I'm like, I, that chair is literally going to either disintegrate or it's going to be up my ass. when I, like, I don't even know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be, the chair's not going to be usable if I sit in it. <laughs> and I remember we were at dinner and I, at the end, I got a little rambunctious and the bench may have cracked. <laughs> I was like holding it up with my legs. I'm like, I think the bench just cracked below me. That and was, if that I was move, a... the bench is going to go down. But I'm just holding everything up. <laughs> like, we're going to get out of here pretty soon. So I'm just going to kind of wait and see. That was a fun dinner. And, yeah. and I wonder if they, they knew. Know. That's why we don't, you know, you know, who knows where it was. But, yeah, who knows? You know, but it's happened to me, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's usually when I get really excited and I start laughing really hard and I want to say something and all of a sudden you hear that, like a crack. <laughs> You're like, uh-oh. Somebody else is. I'm less embarrassed about it these days because I'm just kind of like, yeah, your chair's fucked. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I sat in it too hard. And now it's broken. Um, I don't know. So you right, want me to sign it? Yeah, I can, I can <laughs> sign it. Yeah, you can, you're not going to want to use it again. It's probably more expensive to fix than just just replace it. But like, I don't know. It's just funny that some well, people. Well, to be fair, those were some really tiny benches. Oh yeah, no, and I and they I, were... sh- I feel like I'm doing people a service. It's like these and are not sound. They didn't have the structural quality because we looked and there was that little <laughs> tiny. So I'm sure it's happened to multiple yeah. people. Well, like like the next person who sat in that booth that night. Right. Yeah. I just no, want to stand there and with Chris Farley be like, "What'd you do?" Like, I don't think that bracket was in a stud. No, Actually, I think it was, it was like just in the extending. drywall. Yeah. 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 So, seriously. Yeah, it was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It was a totally. very small bracket, too. It was not yeah. for that, because the bench kind of went. It if was you have issues long, with yeah. your seating, have me in to dinner, and I'll show you if they, if they are actual issues. That's a good, I'll, I yeah. have a, a regimen I'll put your chair through, yeah. basically. Yeah. I like makes that. Makes it. I like that. Good chairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, so I was thinking about kind of, you know, that we've known each other since that's the store open. I used to sell wine for a smaller distributor. That's when Maddie's coming here. And um, but over the years, there's been a lot of things that we used to do. Uh, remember the throwdowns we did here, like the oh, Cubanos. Man, right? And was it? Do we do two of them? I think we did two. Right? We have four. We had I think four? we almost started a fire at that Cubano. Oh yeah, no, you remember did that? Start, yeah, yeah there's a lot of people doing a lot of things right? yes. at once. And it, like, oh, remember I had that induction stove. And yeah. then, yeah, it wasn't. I think your setup now is a little more. Some dude yeah, uh, was like throwing raw meat on the induction stove. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, yeah. dude? That's <laughs> not how it works. Uh, I think there was a lot there was of. A, no, there's going a dude on. from the, the Cuban restaurant that was um, across some um, three dollar Dewey's. Remember, there was the a Cuban one, restaurant there. But they're there? the ones that won the Cuban. No, uh, Loring no. won that Jason one. Jason won it. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. did. Oh, yeah. I don't even well, remember. That was a long time ago. We had the chicken one at. Um, oh, at yeah. Hugo's we had one, right? Wasn't there one? At Maybe, Hugo's? Oh, we had that's the lobster one we had at Hugo's. Oh, yeah, there was God. one at Nosh, we had right? I local. About that uh, one. We had at Nosh. Pataki's place. Yeah. Yep. Pataki's place. Yeah, one fifty-eight. And then yep. at Nosh, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. we have four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are yeah, fun. Yeah, I feel like that was, and I, I, I probably sound like a curmudgeoning old man because I say these kind of things a lot, but I'm like, I feel like that was a good time for you know people. It's like things yes. weren't. Like everybody knew each other it was very like tight knit you know right. it feels yeah. like now there's just a lot more people from all different places which is perfectly mm-hmm. fine but it's like right. that was like pretty much those those events was pretty much everybody was there right everybody was there everybody was yeah there. and i think i think the whole idea was to just get people together and you know yeah. and get to know the other chefs and yeah. you know shake hands and say what's up and, and just to fun. clarify i mean they were basically you probably figure this out by now but there was these are events that were you know cubanos fried chicken you know, whatever those that category, everybody made. It. I was always a judge. 
Right. Which is right. a good, good place to be. Were. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have to deal with anything. And when it's over, I could just go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It I think the last one we did was at Nosh because it turned out to be like a three-hour tour. Remember that? Yes. We just oh. couldn't organize. And now I'm remembering the 158 <laughs> one, too, because I remember being shit-faced and going across the street to Spring Point Tavern, which is a bar where the walls are painted like the 5150 album cover of the nice. Van Halen. Like, literally that same as Eddie's nice. guitar, like that right. red and black and white. That's the walls of that pub. It's amazing. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, I've never been in there. Have you been in there? I have not. I mean, I used to go there in high school and drink beer and shoot pool yeah. and listen to George Thurgood. That was, yeah, yeah. I listened to a lot of Thurgood in high school. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I, I hear they had a good uh, jukebox there. Yeah. They, had, yeah. they, they had George Thurgood. Yeah. I can right tell on. you that much. That's, <laughs> That's what I remember. When it was my turn, I put on George Thurgood <laughs> and the Destroyers. One of our employees used to go there all the time. I can't remember who it was. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you, uh, Mariner dude. Um, Uncle Mike. Oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's like, you know. It's one of those bars, I hate it when, like, in modern culture, the whole concept of the dive bar is very, like, watered down. It's like, oh, no, it's cool. Like, people, like, start a bar, they make it look divey on purpose. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no. Yeah. It's the bar is divey because yeah. that's just the way it was, just how it became. You know, it's not like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a dive bar. Yeah, you can't <laughs> just open make a it. dive bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't get to call it that. Other people get to call it that. Yeah. I, I'm sort of embarrassed that I've, I've recently, well, before COVID, I recently discovered Bubba's. I hadn't been yeah. in. Bubba's is really cool. It's that's a fun. Little, it's great it's on not a really snowy a dive bar, but Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Because uh, in Christmas time they get all these like, I don't know if they still do it, but I think the last time I was at Bubba's during the day, I think I went for like those pocket brunch things they were doing, but huh. it was like 2000 maybe 10 or something, but like. They have all these crazy Christmas decorations, like and these big, like animated Grinch, like you know, all this, like it's like the, it's like the craziest person's house decorations all in a bar. Right, right. Uh, and the whole bar is filled with taxidermy and whatnot. Anyway, they have a light up dance floor. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's a dive. I like the eighties eighties night on Fridays. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a shit show for me, but yeah, it's like one of those things. That, yes, I think I did like that when i'm getting old because somebody the other day was like hey i'm having this thing at my house this kind of event you know it was like a day of like you know you should you just like you know just roll through later and i just wanted to be like you know i don't really roll through anymore <laughs> that's just not something i really do yeah it's like yeah. i need to know where i'm going and how i'm getting back and i usually need a bit of a few days in advance to know and i need to be home by nine I, yeah <laughs> nine o'clock is now late for me and you're basically telling me to come at like 9 30 and i was like oh my god like is this guy kidding is he crazy <laughs> like roll yeah. through right no <laughs> like, i know that yeah no, there's too many things that i worry about now i don't know i'm well, not and, happy with that and you're also like in yarmouth which is not like yeah, Easy. exactly. I'm going to come, you know, like, drink a bunch of your thing and then drive home to Yarmouth. Roll yeah, home. Yeah. Like, I'm going to roll home. Yeah. yeah I'm going to roll home in an Uber, and it's going to cost me an extra $60. Right. Because I wanted to roll through. You know, it's like, yeah. It, why I, don't, did you, I don't mind being old. Why did you pick Yarmouth? Well, I'm from Yarmouth. Oh, okay. Uh, so go back to your roots. that wasn't why. Trust me, that wasn't why. It just kind of worked out that way. I was looking for, I want to get out of Portland because all the things you cited about Portland. Like, I lived in a place that was, like, being a renter in Portland is a, Nightmare, you know, because they want now it, it was a nice place to rent. They want to do an Airbnb, or they like when I moved out, they sold my place to condo for like an obscene amount of money, and it went like within an hour of putting it on the market. Like Jeez. everything's a condo, so if you're renting, you can spend a, a ton of money on a place that like literally in the pictures looks like kind of scary. Mm -hmm. um, but I had like a, a, ni a nice enough place, had like a roof deck and everything, but it just kept getting creeping up, getting more expensive every year because of the market. And it was like a third floor walk up with no off street parking. Oh, and I remember oh, one year we had like that. 13 parking bans one year oh. in winter. And it was just like, 
why am I doing this? So Yarmouth yeah. kind of happened because it was everything at the time. It was like, so all those things I just said in the place in Yarmouth, you know, first floor, three parking spots. Yeah. Right. Like all yeah, the stuff. Perfect. You know, it was like less expensive and, you know, like I have my office. Oh, it's going to snow. I don't care. Bigger no, kitchen. Like, I don't have to be right, all upset care. when it snows because it was that snow ban. And before I lived with Dietz because he made me shovel. So I hated the snow for a long time. <laughs> I do not like to shovel snow. And I'd always be like, I'd be, I'd literally want to cry every time it snowed. <laughs> Because it's a big driveway, and he had a very specific way he wanted Why it done. Why would he not shovel? No, he did. Oh, he didn't make me. Oh, you know, okay. He knows better. I he usually like, ended up redoing really the parts that I did anyway. Because I'm just like, look, I don't. I, I'm very much of the mentality when somebody's doing something. I'm like, oh, no, no, let me watch you do it so I do it good next time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll just screw it up. I'll just make it, it worse. If like you just do it, it's going to be. If I get in there, we're going to be here all night. Like, you just. Sounds the next like thing our now son. I'll know for next time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't possibly. I, I, you're doing a good. What are you doing? Yeah, let me, I'm gonna watch. Watching you. Just keep oh, doing man. that. I'd love it. to see Deets boil over. Oh, well, oh, Deets, the, thing about, the thing about that driveway, it's all these things that. There's a reason I'm not a homeowner. Is because I don't want to deal with things like this. It's like the driveway has like there's a certain like slight inclination incline where if you push the snow the wrong way it will melt and roll back across. I don't know what that means or what it does, but it's a bad thing, I guess. So you, the snow has to go one direction. And then, of course, it's right on the city corner in Portland, so we're responsible for all the sidewalks. Oh, man. So you're out there shoveling the friggin' sidewalks. Oh. And, and every time you finish, of course, the plow bank is just brutal. It's like, it's just like, yeah. you know, it's just a back problem every time. And then the minute you finish, the plow truck comes along again it and does just it. puts it there. And then if I found out that if you get upset when they're doing it, if you're trying to shovel drunk and the plow goes by and does that and you yell at them, they'll come back more often yes, <laughs> than before. That, that they'll really let you have it. That happens yeah. to, yeah. That yeah. Happened to us. Yeah. Remember, you were like shaking your fists at him. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they, they see yeah. that. And Man, like, oh, he well, came yeah, by we'll like eight and, more times that yeah. night. It was going to come by <laughs> twice, but now it's going to be five times. Right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. yeah. yeah. So I don't. Now I'm finally in a, in a position where I, I, I've established it, where I live somewhere like, okay, I will do a lot of things, I, but I'm not handy. I don't shovel. I don't mow lawns. I just don't do that. Yeah. That's why yeah. I rent, because I don't want to do any of those things. Right. If something yeah. breaks, uh, plumbing wise, I'm not going to fix it. I'm not going to figure out how to fix it on my own. I want somebody to take care of it right. for me. Perfect. Um, so yeah. yeah, when it snows now, I can just I sit inside and I watch the snow and I smile a lot. Which is right. great. I don't cry. Um, I don't like try to hide from people who are gonna make make me shovel. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like it was almost like parents going, "I play sick or something." I don't feel well. I don't know if I can shovel today. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, "No, you're bullshitting somebody who's good at bullshit." Yeah, this isn't gonna work. Gonna and that's work. another thing about you know Portland. It's hard when you have a business because all of those those parking bans, and yeah. then you have to like trudge through the snowy, mucky. And so that was another thing that we were looking at when we found this place. It was like, wow, it's so great. It's convenient. Yeah. If you're you listening, know. get out of Portland. Right. Your life yeah. will get so much easier, I promise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless exactly. you're, you know, just, just trust me. It is a little crazy, the prices right now. I feel, I yeah. feel really badly for people that are trying to buy homes and like yeah. it's, and all these people are coming in from other states. Well, plus so. everybody wants to move to Maine because the planet's starting to incinerate. Right. And so, you know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we don't have 150 degree heat waves up here. I mean, it's not pleasant. Right. But, you know. right, but I think we're going to have more and more of those heat waves yeah. and less winter. And it's right. yeah. climate change isn't real. What are you talking about? <laughs> Never was. That's Never crazy was. talk. Climate change. <laughs> Pretty soon, Vince and I are going to have ocean side property. Yeah. <laughs> we're up on a hill, so we figured, right. you know. 
It's good. As long as I have my magnet they put in me from the vaccine, it'll be fine. I'll just float away. You know, it'll be perfect. You know, my right? magnet water wings from my vaccine. Uh, charm. Put your car key there and let it, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm like, where are my car keys? If you check your, <laughs> your back. Your back. That do- oh, yeah. Did you see that doctor that actually thinks that? Yes, it- I did. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, see, it's sticking to me. Look at the key. It's <laughs> stuck to my back. <laughs> where did this woman come from, I wonder? Or where did she go to school? I, I don't know. Now that's called somebody who's going to say exactly what you want them to say, and they happen to be a doctor. So let's get them on right away. Wow. You know, that's mm. pretty much what... The, yeah, I, so, so many things shit. have happened this past year and a half that it's it's like you keep thinking like, wow, this tops it. No, you know, nothing else is going to surprise me. Nothing right? else is going to yeah. shock me. No, oh, yeah. yeah, every day it's something new. I think people were always <laughs> this crazy, but they just weren't as vis- visible as they are. Yeah. No, you know, it's yeah. like they're everywhere. So I think it's common knowledge. And I think anybody who would listen to this podcast, we're probably just preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. Right, that's probably and everybody's true. like, yeah, I listened to Joe's podcast. I was a Republican. <laughs> and I listened to it, and he made a lot of sense to me. And I changed political you know, parties. And, it and now gets, I'm going to, yeah. It gets worse and worse and worse. And then I got Obama's on Edible. On Edible. <laughs> <laughs> I got Obama's podcast on Edible. <laughs> I, got, I got Obama's audiobook on Audible, and now everything's different because of that. I listened to that. You know. If only it were that easy. <laughs> Oi. Um, so... I was thinking the other day about the time that you had me over and you made pho. Now, you were at were you at the David Chang event? You were right when he came to town. No, no. Oh, you weren't there. But you no. remember that? I remember that. Yeah, yeah and I, I had actually made pho for that, and it was like one of those things where you're like, oh, this, I can go someplace and get it for eight ninety five. Right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a labor of love if you're going to do it on your own in a home oh, kitchen. Man. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a labor of love. Definitely. Yeah. Yours is delicious. Thank you. You started the day before. Mine was my mom's. Hmm? You started the day before. Yeah, I usually do the day before. You know, roast up the oxtail um, um, and uh, start my start my stock. I find the, the the stock what seemed to make a difference that I do with pretty much any stock. Now, like, all, all things I learned from making Asian style stocks, right. I apply to all stocks. And one of them is a, I blanch all the meat and then toss the water and then start the stock so you don't right. have to skim. Right. Pretty yep. much gets the impurities right out. Yep. That and using charred vegetables, ginger, yep. garlic, onion. Garlic, mm-hmm. egg. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. the yep. depth of flavor mm-hmm. that charred vegetables give you in a stock, that's, right. what, that's what the restaurant has that you've been missing. Right. You and know? whenever Jill and I go and eat from um, some, some other restaurant, before you put anything in, right, you, before, to taste you, the you, you look at the clarity <laughs> yeah. and you taste it, yep. right? Yeah. And then that's when you know there was love put in that sauce. Absolutely. In, in that stock. Even yeah. when I do pho these days, I just, I, it was because one day, like in 2011, I used to always do like the hoisin and whatever, the whole deal. But I saw somebody, all he was using was black pepper and fish sauce. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what I do, and I've done since. Right. And it's great because it doesn't really mask it. Like it just kind of accentuates the flavor, but it's not like making it sweet when it wasn't sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, right. It just gives a little more umami. Right. And that. The, the lime that they give you yeah. is important. It's going to go in there. If you're not putting a little lime juice in there, yeah, you're yeah. not making it. And you got to leave it in the broth, not just squeeze it and put it on the side. <laughs> right. To me, I think you got to put it in there and let it hang out. Totally. Don't eat it, but yeah, it's going in. <laughs> yeah. Now, everybody has it's such a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we haven't it's made pho in a while. Now, but now I'm sort of wanting that. We yeah, need to make see, that. day like this, like it's actually raining it's outside a now. It's a good thing yeah. we didn't do it outside. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like we'd melt, but I don't think his microphone. Yeah, the microphone. Yeah, the like microphone. Uh, right. Like Chris would yeah, be not happy about that. Yeah, no, I, I just I 
thought of that because it's always impressive to me when it, it's such a undertaking. It's not just making the broth. It's like there's so many moving parts mm-hmm. to doing it properly as far as mm-hmm. like what's in the soup, what's right. outside of the soup, you know, like the condiments, like there's just a whole. Every time setup. Vince's mom makes it, he sees her putting in some new ingredients. So you grew up eating pho, like yeah. mom. Yeah, mom, yeah. What was that? I was. It's great. She made it every weekend, you know, and we'd look forward to it. Um, my brother, my older brother, is the only person I've ever seen eat one of the extra large bowl of yeah. pho yeah. and drink the entire broth. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's like the most medicinal. <laughs> right. Did your mom use like like things like tendon and all that? Or yep, yep. She made the meatballs, tendon, yep. the tripe, um, everything. Yeah. And I feel like they in pho, it's like a feathered tripe. They don't use like the honeycomb tripe that I've had in restaurants. Like it's always like a different texture. It's like a. For her, it was she got what she could get. Yeah, yeah. so she did both. Yeah. yeah, so sometimes you'd have the honeycomb one, which I didn't mind. I like the crunch. Oh, no, it's like menudo, right. you know, like, I right. like honeycomb tripe. Yeah. I like all <laughs> exactly. tripe. Exactly. As, as long as it's done properly. There's nothing worse than if somebody doesn't properly clean tripe. Right. It doesn't cook it, and that's one of the worst things you can eat. Whereas it can be one of the best things you can eat if it's done properly. And the meatballs, too. You know. Yeah, so what? So the, is it rice that you use in them to give them that springy yes. texture? Yeah, it's a little rice flour in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, yeah, it, it, it's like, you know, those fish cakes? Yeah, it yes. has that same texture as those um, the Vietnamese fish cakes, too. Yeah, so it's a little yeah. springy, yeah. pulls together, cooks in the broth. Yeah. It's something else that usually if somebody was trying, you know, first time making it at home, and they say, I'm just going to make meatballs. It's like, that's very, that, you'd be an Italian wedding soup with Asian flavors <laughs> yeah, is what you've right? gone and made. You know, it's a little different. Not that there's anything wrong with Italian wedding soup. It's mm. perfectly delicious. Yeah, I think, I think pho is, um, we, um, we had, um, uh, Krista and um, Eric come over for oh. fun as well. And oh, they that's just right. had their, Krista, um, yeah. their little one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. That to was see a them. long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, 11, maybe, yeah. Yeah, Krista's yeah. Our, our last episode was Krista. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I watched right. it. Yeah. Or yeah. Listened you got, to you're, yeah. in the, you're in a very good line right now. It's Pataki and Krista and you. And nice. It's a good. That's a. But, you know, it's food that brings everyone together, right? Is there anything else that she would make? No, oh gosh, she's oh, such uh, a great Vietnamese cook. pancakes, seafood pancakes, oh, yeah, yeah. so many things. Right, um, and uh, you know, lots of egg rolls, lots of Vietnamese spring rolls. Like you know, these, like a lot of those uh, Asian cultures, even you know, these, um, these Latin American cultures too. They would, um, they just sit down all day making hundreds of these rolls, right? Yeah. right? And that's what my mom did. I did with all of her um, Vietnamese girlfriends too. They would just sit down, they just talk, drink Coors Lights, and yeah. just roll it out. <laughs> nice. like, like they're rolling out joints. Yeah. Just like rolling it out, yeah. <laughs> but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, and then we'd be all on the, uh, the, uh, the friend, just wait for them to start cooking it, you know? Yeah, but it's mm. good stuff. Which we're gonna go see my mom again soon. Um, yeah, we're gonna go see her. Sounds like that's a good trip. Oh, we're, we're so excited. Yeah, she she cooks a lot when we come to visit. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's and so stuff. you've kind of, I mean, so I noticed that, well, here at, at Cheese Iron, you have a lot of different styles of food, but right. I, mean, I see a lot of the influence. There's yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah, we, one of our most popular dishes that we make here is uh, her Vietnamese pork stew, mm-hmm. right? And that has... A lot of the same spices as the pho. It has the cardamom, the star anise, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, what part of the pork do you use? In that? Uh, we use the butt. The butt yeah. But there's a lot of trimming in that, right? So we use the butt. Um, then after we make the stew, we chill it down so we can, you know, peel a lot of that fat off the top, yeah. right? And then 
Um, people just come in, they love it, they mm -hmm. love it. They, they've never tasted anything like it. You know, it's that umami, the sweet, the the, the fragrance, right? Um, all it's these spices. Like haunting and, almost, you know, there's right? so much depth to it. Yeah. And so, and we've tell people, you know, just have it with some rice, or go to veranda and get those little, um, those, uh, those bao, um, wrappers, little buns, yeah. white, oh, yeah. just put it in between just grab there. Grab them out of the freezer. And and boom, yeah. you're yeah. done, you know. Get some, um, some cilantro, some, you know, you want to uh, toast up some peanuts and put it on top, you know. Yeah. Perfect. I actually yeah. figured out a method that I somebody told me about. I did basically making scallion pancakes, but with the uh, the wonton wrappers. Oh, like right. Circular. Yeah. Like, you know, just just layering it up. Like I use ghee, just brushing ghee, scallions layer, rolling pins. Actually, Chris, you got really good at those. <laughs> we did a dinner. <laughs> we did a dinner for a friend of mine and all her friends uh, up, up north, and that was one of the, the, the courses. Chris came and helped me, which. It was like cooking at first, and then it was uh, babysitting drunk Joe at the very end. Uh, I was, he's like, he cleaned up the entire kitchen. I was busy dancing, apparently. Uh, apparently. I'm kind of the age now, if you see me dancing, you can assume I'm blacked out. Like, if you see me dancing, it means I'm probably, I might transition to a different phase of my life at some point, but right now, if, if I'm dancing and having a really good time, I'm probably not really there. I want to repeat everything you say to me the next day if we made plans. I think Chris has a lot on film. He owns you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he oh, my God. He could literally, yeah. Chris could me too the shit out of me if he <laughs> All day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Uh, <laughs> oh, that night in particular was... I did, did a good job DJing the way back, didn't I? That's one thing I do. Well. Good DJ. Yeah. How, get me in the passenger have, seat. How long have you guys known each other? Chris and I, it's funny, we actually met randomly. We have a lot of mutual friends. Right. Um, we never actually met, but then one day I just moved to Boston. I was like, I was, I'd been there for less than a week, and I was selling wine there, and I had a lot of accounts in the North End. Chris lived in the North End at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was at this liquor store with my like manager, you know, meeting the accounts, and mm -hmm. we were on the way out the door, and randomly Chris came up and was like, hey, I, you know, I, I've seen food coma and everything. I'm oh, friends cool. with John, you know, yeah. people, and... And he was like, you know, would you want to do a show like that again? Because I feel like we could probably even do it, you know, do a totally new version, you know. And and then that was like February. And then I think by June we were filming. Yeah. We did Off the Wagon nice. was the show we did for at, at first. And then okay. he started uh, editing the, the podcast. And then we he moved up here. So we now we're just kind of back full on. Excellent. Cool. We have lots nice. of different projects now. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> How many episodes do you have? Well, of the podcast, there's what, 27? 27? And the, the 70s Kitchen, there's like 14. And then mm -hmm. the travel the on the road, there's like three so far. Mm -hmm. We're about to put the really epic, the like uh, kind of another category is going to be called Food Coma, The Hell Out of Dodge. And that, our first one will be when we filmed the Eric Go stuff for three days. So oh, right. Show, that'd be the first, the first one we've really done some traveling for in a while. Uh, right. So that'll be really cool. But yeah, so that's how, that's, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Chris, right. Chris nice. has seen me in all kinds of different <laughs> <laughs> the smile says it all, doesn't it? I mean, that's really what it is. Um, Never a dull moment, I'm sure. No. You know, <laughs> that's out. true. It's stories within dull, stories. Yes. I'm like, because somebody was like, yeah, it must be. I said something about a person I dated and the next person they dated was kind of boring. And like, well, after you. And I'm like, well, I'm not particularly exciting. 
but there is never a dull moment. Right? <laughs> like, it's not like I'm, ooh, let's go climb a mountain. Let's go do something dangerous. It's like, no, actually, hand me another bottle of wine. We're all hanging out in bed, and I'm going to play different music. Right. Drink seven <laughs> bottles of wine. <laughs> haven't been doing that lately, but that was the thing. It's not really dull, but it's not necessarily what I'd call exciting. Well, you'll have to have Nobody's a, like, he was an exciting guy. He liked to just... <laughs> You have, have, have me hand them bottles after, after bottle after bottle and do a food coma after hours. Oh yeah, straight would, to Netflix. Uh, I think it becomes that sometimes anyway, or has become that. Uh, there was one episode we did uh, that was we did our second episode of Off the Wagon was we focused on Irish bars and steakhouses in downtown Boston, and we had like Smith and Walensky had like I just mentioned it to him. I'd been there like a week before with a, a friend, uh, this guy John, who actually sold uh, rep a lot of wines for Sopo. John White, you might have met him at one point. Uh, so I, I, he and I had become friends, and he was down in Boston. And so Smith and Walensky, I run the idea of doing a show by him, and they basically like, I mean, they just the red carpet, like they had their their head corporate chef, like all the executives, like the whole of the like. The whole company were there for this like show. I'm not sure exactly who they thought I was. <laughs> um, I was like, they really are really getting into this. That's awesome. Yeah, and then like one of the guys that came out with us after, and but nice. that was yeah during that show like one episode, um, I drank eight Guinness, two bottles of wine, and 25 shots of whiskey, and it was to the point where Chris was like, yeah, every time you would do a shot at the end, like your eyes would like roll back in your head. I had to edit it real quick because like you'd just be like, like I wasn't. Really Joe, was that conscious. is not good. Well, it was a lot. Well, it was, you know, art. It was art. I was making art, was art. you know. So sometimes when you're making art, it gets a little, things out. plus you have the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. The minute that adrenaline wears off, I can tell you it's not pretty. It's just like, well, pretty much it's like wherever you are, your eyes are going to close and you're not going to wake up again for a while. Right. And in this case, it was in a limo that used to be owned by Hulk Hogan that literally had, like, hardwood floors in this limo. How did what? all this happen? Why? That episode was, What? They were basically, it was like we were outside, we were in this limo the whole day. With this one guy whose name is John, who we just refer to as the devil. He's amazing. He was hilarious. And then it ended up with us trying, uh, being outside, what, Centerfolds? Yeah. Strip club? No. And they finally agreed to, like, let us do something outside. <laughs> and then they go to find me, and I'm just passed out in the back. And, like, he's not coming in here. <laughs> <laughs> that was, Wait, how that's do you know it was Hulk Hogan's Oh, well, I mean, it's just, limo. that's what the guy who owns it. That's what he said. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a really weird thing to make up. <laughs> right, know, so it's, random. it's kind of a funny thing to make. It up, had hardwood though. floors. It's the why? weirdest limo, right? It was like, like, I don't like, know like nice hardwood like, floors. I mean, they were like, because a lot, <laughs> because a lot got spilled. That's why. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was, you know, I'm being a Hulkamaniac in there. Yeah, he was. He was. It had to be a place where he could rip off his t-shirts and throw them on the thing, and you know, do the the Hulkamaniac I, thing. I like that. I like that story. Yeah, that must be. Yeah, story. that was that was quite a day. Huh. Um, and I wasn't even really the worst off. Uh, Joel was with us for that shoot, and we lost him. Oh, how's Joel He just doing? took off running at one point in Boston, oh. and we lost him. And my girlfriend at the time had to find him at, like, 4.30 in the morning in, like, Medford. He somehow what? made it. Because I lived on a street in Somerville that there was also the same street name in Medford. Oh. And he got into a cab, and they just brought him out there and left oh, him. Oh, no. And he was just like, yeah. It was, oh. quite, it was, a, it was, a, day, it was a day for the, wait, for wait. the record books. For took everybody. off running, like, like Will yeah. Farrell in old school, like, day? Kind of, yeah. yeah. More like a gazelle. <laughs> but, yeah, much more grace than Will Ferrell. But still taking off nevertheless, where it's like, well, we can't chase after him. We're sitting here with a camera crew. <laughs> he's just gone. Yeah, he's just gone. It was like, it's like in that movie Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. They keep seeing his dog, even though it runs away. But then every now and then there's just a sighting of yellow dog. And he's just like, 
That's just where he lives now. He's Too bad in the you woods. just couldn't put a tile on him. Oh, hey, yeah. We'll find him later. If he had his vax, I could have <laughs> right. tracked the magnet that they put in you. But where yeah. is where is Joel now? Oh, he's great. He's uh, he's in Portland still. He's actually oh, done I haven't seen him podcast. forever. That was okay, a really fun one. Huh. We talk a lot about his experiences with ayahuasca, um, which is really really cool. Huh. But yeah, that was. I, I felt like I should detail that day. Yeah. You know, I feel like that really captures the spirit of Off the Wagon. Like, <laughs> well, that was one of five episodes. Yes. No, they weren't. They weren't even close, really. That was pretty much... That's the farthest I think we've ever taken in anything. We've, even in Fukuoma TV, I've never really... That was definitely the furthest I've taken in any single day. But, you know, people kept giving it to me. They're giving me shots of Jameson that are like the super... Like a $600 bottle, like the really high... You know, I'm like, what does yeah. this do? Say no? Nope. <laughs> it's not something that I do. No matter what, like, I'm always happier with the show when I wasn't drinking. Right. Like, it just is a certain thing that happens to your voice. And even if you're the only one that might notice it, like, or I mean, you know, I'm sure Chris at this point had enough stuff we've done together. You can definitely tell if I'm sober or not pretty easily. Um, it's not like I'm somebody who's like, yeah, I'm going to go piss my pants and crash my car. Right, right. But I definitely will start to get more distracted, talk faster, forget things. Right, right. Sometimes I make crab cakes that are too goddamn big. And <laughs> I'm like, what's happening with these things? They're falling apart. Chris! Joe, we, okay, calm down. Make another one, okay? Let's get those bowls cleaned up. We're going to shoot this again. What am I doing? It's so big. It's falling apart. I wasn't sure you could actually see it. Oh, God. I was like, yeah, your motor skills were starting to be a thing. I was like, hmm. yeah, that was one of those. Actually, that was, that was an episode that sort of prompted, like, I was like, I don't think I drank for, like, 60 days after that. Because I was like, I'm like, that was, I don't want to do that again. Um. And there's been like a little here and there, but for the most part, it's been right. phased out, yeah. which is nice. But yeah, it's kind of the point where it's just like, why am I willingly doing something that's making my life really unmanageable? And I, I think those for those that are trying to to kick the alcohol, there's there are moments where it scares them, you know. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, why am I doing this? Well, when you base your entire life around alcohol and everything right. in your identity with many people revolves around alcohol right and then that's gone you're like well that's kind of been that's like a big part of me that just now is not a thing right that has to be filled with something else and, you know it's true because we did notice that a lot of people that we hung out with that were heavy drinkers they, they didn't want to hang out with us as much anymore yeah. and there's like two reasons either they're the kinds who are really annoying because they're like no he's not any fun but there's a lot of people that this kind of makes them feel bad about themselves you know, because they now, secretly kind of don't want to either. And like being around, it's just kind yeah. of a reminder to them. That but now it seems, so this was like 10 years ago and everyone was like, what do you mean you don't drink? But yeah, now it's like a thing. Yeah. People are like, hey, this is cool not to drink. And it's like a, it's become a thing. So it's, you know, now you're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, the edibles now Everyone's, and all the dismay. Everybody's yeah. like, yeah, I'm just doing this now. Like yeah. A little bit here and there. So it's and no big deal. People are just kind of, and, and I like that, that people have sort of, Relaxed, and they don't right. really. And I do judge like the fact people. that a lot of restaurants have have temperance drinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, because mm -hmm. they recognize that people don't drink. Don't do strong right. drinks. Almost like like cigarettes. Right. Like sometimes I'll be in a setting that I, for whatever reason, very randomly, and I'm like the only person who doesn't smoke. And to me, it's like so surreal at this point because like nobody in my life really smokes. Right. Anymore, like I haven't smoked since, and it wasn't because I like really quit. I was like, ah, oh, these make me really more hungover. Right. But it's just like society kind of like it wasn't that long ago that you smoke doing everything everywhere yeah like in a hospital smoking a cigarette you know like <laughs> i had professors that would smoke in college yeah you know like in our classroom tiny classroom <laughs> you know that I was perfect there was like nothing <laughs> i think that alcohol sort of 
people are recognizing now and then it's also it's okay to be like this is fucking my life up <laughs> right <laughs> and yeah. I think it could be better if I didn't do this and like you said yeah like this I mean it'd still be here but it's probably just much better because you are you know right you make right. it you're not just like making it work you're actually able to make something better rather than just break it even absolutely well also when we were younger we could tolerate it well, better now that not, like yeah. we're getting older I'm like oh I, you know, we go to bed early. It's yeah. like I, you're not I have rolling a drink. through. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. we've got this 17 year old. We got to be watching him all the time. So if I'm, you know, shit face, excuse my, excuse the bad word, but you know, like yeah. I, I, card, I, the I'm responsibilities yeah. go out ah, the door. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, stay out late. And then I'm, you know, oh, it's a school night. No, he's just a he's fine. We all did it. <laughs> you have to be. You have to be sort of with it with them. I guess when the when we don't have a teenager in the house anymore, I don't have to be so responsible. Uh, no. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, you know what? It's your journey, Jill. <laughs> this is your journey. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Right. I'm not anybody to be giving parenting advice. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> My kids are non-existent, and that's the reason for that. <laughs> because I remember when I was a kid once, and I'm like, ooh, I don't want one of those. Because <laughs> yeah. you can end up with your kids, or you can end up with me. Uh-huh. And that's a very different experience as a parent, I think. You know, someday I'll have my parents on the show and they can tell everybody about what a shitty kid I was. They'll say, Joe, you made us stronger. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. (laughs) I don't think that was really the plan. (laughs) You know, we should have a kid because that which doesn't kill us will just make us stronger. (laughs) You know, know, he's going to be, I I was told that like I was to the point by the end before I just said the hell. I'd be like, okay, so if I do this, which I'm going to do, you're telling me the punishment is this. Right, so I have that pretty much. In, you know, you're you're agreeing to that. We're shaking on it. So this all gets going to happen when I do what it is that I want to do that you don't want me to do. You tell me I'm grounded for how many days? Because I'm going to keep. You, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> I can deal with it. Wow. Yeah, hundred days. I was you were smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think our youngest is like that. He's he like negotiates and like he should be a lawyer. He's yeah. like he manipulates and turns things around and yeah, like. I should have been a lawyer. Apologizing for his faults. Yeah. <laughs> like God. Isn't, isn't that called gaslighting? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. exactly what he does. He yeah. drives me crazy. I'm like I can't keep up with this. Like, I, th- I thought at one point here I was mad at you for something, but now I'm on the defensive all of yeah, a sudden. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's exactly what he does. Yeah. Yeah, he should be a lawyer. He's smart. He should be a lawyer. He's good yeah. at it. Yeah. He's real, like... <laughs> and they're both totally different. So you think you get one thing down with yeah. one of them, and then, you know, the other one is totally different, and you're like, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah, <laughs> I this, is, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I will. That that episode will happen, Chris. My parents, and this, the, it'll be a reveal-all that won't be really that revealing. Yeah. People will be like, yeah, good. That, that doesn't surprise me at all. You don't have to be televised. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing that's yeah. surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do it. Yeah, nobody thinks yeah. I was an Eagle Scout. Because I want to watch the body language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should film that one, Chris. That'll be the most uncomfortable episode we've filmed today. More uncomfortable than when I had the 40 drinks that time. <laughs> we'll see. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't cook for my parents anymore because we've established that we just don't like the same kinds of... I like the foods that they like, but when it comes to my, you know, it's just easier for me to conform. Right. I'm like, look, I know I like what you cook. I know I like the places that you want to go, so it's fine. If we try to go the other way, it's just too complicated. I don't want (laughs) to... It's just easier. It's just order out. Yeah. yeah, just make what I know, and yeah, not, I don't rock the boat anymore. I, I learned. I think 2006 was the last time I tried to go someplace to dinner and rock the boat, and I was just like, you know what, not not gonna do this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're just gonna then. go. I'm, I'm not picking any more restaurants. <laughs> it's gonna go where you're gonna go, and that's fine. Like I like, I, I enjoy it. It's not fun like being stressed out because you. There's nothing worse than bringing somebody to something, whether it's a restaurant, 
I mean, showing them a movie, playing the music when they clearly don't like it. Yes. It's, yeah. It just ruins it for you. Yeah. Because somebody else is upset, you know, not happy. So it's like, I can't enjoy myself if... So. And you just hate the yeah. moment. Yeah, hate yeah then you're just like nervous the whole time. And yes, like, yeah. We just had this experience recently <laughs> and it was so stressful. So yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's not yeah. fun. Sometimes a movie you think is really funny, you can tell after five minutes, the person watching it with you probably the fact that they've been talking through it the entire time and you've already seen it 20 times yeah <laughs> you know i'm just gonna shut this off because you know we're gonna save you the time this clearly isn't a you know that's like our kids when we try to say hey this is a great great movie watch it as a kid and once the <laughs> yeah. lion roars yeah. you're like nope it's too old yeah he's not <laughs> yeah. gonna know any it's too of this grainy. shit yeah. i yeah. don't like that no i can't watch it. it's too grainy yeah. there's too much nuance in this film right? i don't prefer it goonies shows like that they just won't watch oh yeah, yeah. i mean Goonies is definitely very 80s. Yeah, I know, they're all smoking and That's cursing. That's a great movie. It is. Yeah. And it, so is it Stand By Me? Do you know it's like 40 years old? Yes, I do. Or something Just like, like it me. Just like me, I'm 40, 42, 40, yeah. yeah. 40 you know, any, any of the Corey Feldman classics, you know. Yeah. That sort of shocked was, me when I saw that the other day. I was like, oh. Oh, what? Oh, about the 40 years? Yeah, just, yeah. you know. Well, even like when Pearl Jam 10 turned 30. You're yeah. Like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know. Yeah, kids in the year born in 2000 can now drink legally. So. Yeah, that's... I know, right? Yeah. But yes, Goonies, uh, it is weird. I can, it's, it's hard to like, it's hard to gauge when you've just loved something for so long and just not questioned it. Right. Having like a fresh set of eyes on a movie like Goonies, and you're like, oh, what? Is this a good movie? <laughs> like, I just always accepted that it was, but is it actually good? Because... And then you start feeling really self-conscious. You're like, oh, he's going to think I'm an idiot because like, this movie isn't very good, actually. I thought what? it was really good. Because it was good when we were eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the best thing it, ever. Like, oh, is he going to notice this isn't good or is he going to be like eight years old about it and like it? I can't really tell. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't matter because I liked your confession the other day. I fucking like white chocolate too, bro. Oh, dude. <laughs> I love white chocolate. Not like Nestle Cookies and Crunch white chocolate, but like, you know, those lint truffles <laughs> yeah. all day. Thank you. Oh, really? I like this. Right? I like the sound of that. Yeah, white chocolate, you know, and I and I was actually working with Krista for the brief time I did. I always justified that. I was like, well, Krista cooks with it, so. Right. You know. There you go. It must be fine. Boom. And I would always eat the entire box of the white chocolate nibs. <laughs> She'd probably go to cook with it and be like, where the hell all the white chocolate go? Right here, like, Krista. It's good because it doesn't stay in my apron because it's white. <laughs> Nobody has to know. Oh, but the lint ones are delicious, oh, right? Oh, God, those are so goddamn good. Like, I have kind of been, like, you know, I don't really want people to give me, like, things like Easter and stuff, you know? I'm like, stop giving me candy. I don't really want candy anymore. But, ooh, what are these? So this is the white chocolate. Ooh. But this is the lemon, like, Yeah. Eat one. Eat one now. Well, I, well I'm going to wait until I'm going to, because I'll start. I'll be all excited. Enough. Right? Nobody wants to hear the noises of me eating this on mm. the, What is it? Is it, like, a chocolate? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a venky. It's a chocolate. Oh. This is exciting. Yeah, white chocolate. Yeah. So speaking of veggie, I actually tried for the first time the other day. Uh, literally for the first time, even though it's been around. I tried the uh, Beyond Meat. Uh, I had a friend over, and I made her. Uh, she's a vegetarian. Right. So I made Big Macs, but with the Beyond Meat. Sweet. And it was. it's very obviously not beef. I right. don't know. Like, it doesn't taste bad. But to me, it's like the texture of it is, like, very obviously. Right. Not me, but people act like they're like, oh, it's like, couldn't even do. You know, it's like, right. I I feel like you got to add a lot of sauce on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I think I I made the mistake of 
like I usually do like to do my burgers in a cast iron skillet. Right. And I shouldn't have done it with that because it doesn't have any fat in it. Oh, right. So I was like, oh, I'll use it nonstick next time because obviously right. it was like not doing what I wanted it to do in a really hot skillet. Right. It kind of fell apart, but it, I formed it back them? into a patty. Have I you had it? We've tried them. I had, I had one of them at, um, uh, um, what is that, Elevation Burger? Mm-hmm. Right. It think? was okay. But the thing about those, those patties is to make up for flavor, they add a lot of salt. Yeah, so they're salty. Well, they've got a, a texture in them when you're cooking with it. It almost feels like you're making meatballs and there's lots of, like, large minced pieces of garlic, fresh garlic in right, there. It had right. had that kind of texture right. to it. Okay. I don't know what that was in there. Right. But, huh. yeah. I don't know. Like, I think I, I – it was the kind of thing where, like, I'm not going to complain about eating this. Like, I'd right. be perfectly happy if somebody serves it to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know. But, I you guess. know, I, I think I'd be much it's not really made happier with a damn falafel burger. That's the thing. Or an actual right. veggie, yeah, like a real right. veggie burger rather than trying right. to... I don't like emulating things. I'd rather just have a version of something that is what it is. Like if I was not able to eat gluten, I just wouldn't eat bread. Right. Or pasta. Yeah. I don't want corn or no. rice pasta. I don't want gluten-free bread. I'd rather not have bread. I agree. Than that. Right. It's the same thing I think with beef. It's like if I'm not eating beef, I don't want fake beef. I'd rather have a delicious chickpea or whatever, you know, veggie right. burger. Because I think your mind sets up an expectation before you right. take that first bite. And it's also right. like if you want beef that bad, just have some fucking beef. Have beef. Right. You know? like, right. And yeah. if you don't, don't have it. Like, I think that's sort of the... Yeah. I don't understand it. Oh, it smells like bacon. Well, uh, what's if you're vegetarian, why would you Why would you want... And it's know. funny because sometimes I'll have fake meat, uh, most notably, I haven't been there for a while, but like green elephant. And I'm like, this actually is really delicious, whatever it is. I don't right. know what it is, but right. I'm liking it. Like, it's, it's really good. Yeah. But We haven't been uh, there in a while, but we've had some good meals. Oh, yeah. great meals yeah. there. That's a great place to go because it's like there's never any, you know, you're not like, oh, it's good, you know, for a vegetarian. It's just a great restaurant anyway. Right, right exactly. Which is the, how everything should be. It should never be just this is good for, you know, something yeah. like that. Have you been to Taj? I love Taj. Yeah. They have the best. Actually, it's vegetarian. One of my favorite things to eat in this entire New England, in New England mm-hmm. probably, is their Gobi 65. It's the fried cauliflower with, a, it's like a spicy fried cauliflower that. with I lime and red onion. One, right? It is one of the single best things that I, in my opinion, as far as things to eat in general, it's so right. good. Oh, I'm going to have to get that next time we order it. Yeah. Yes, huh. please do. But yeah, we love Taj, but because they have a lot of great vegetarian things, that's yeah. why I brought it up. They have up, a vegetarian but... korma that's really delicious. Yeah. Um, they have all the dosas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, all the really great, they have COVID kind of shut all the places down with buffets. They have one of the best lunch buffets. Oh, like $10. really? Here's what I love about Taj. Quite a couple of things. But when they fill up their containers. When he listens to this. Actually, that'll be really, this is good. When they yeah. fill up the containers, they fill it up so much that when you open it up, it's <laughs> yeah. all over the place. Yeah. I love, no one does that. Yeah. No one fills it up yeah. beyond the, uh, yeah. that, that mark there. Yeah. So you're like, living on the edge. Yeah. this is great. <laughs> have you had their mango lassi, which I know oh, yeah. is kind of heavy, but. Oh, so good. good. So good. It's one of those things, like when you're a kid, like getting a Frosty at Wendy's. Yeah. Should you have ice cream with a burger instead of a drink? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. But, but when but in Rome, yeah. like in Mango Lassi, so is like the same thing. Like, this is a dessert in a glass, yeah. but it's awesome. Yeah. It's like yeah. going to Texas Roadhouse. Like, this is basically a cinnamon bun. <laughs> That's the, the, the <laughs> people like, I love the bread there. I'm like, of course you love the bread. It's like a pastry it's with sugar. cinnamon butter. Like, of course you love it. Like, like... I was like, do you want more bread? And I'm just like, no. But, but you know, like, normally they're like, if we don't ask, people usually coming. want like three baths. Yeah, <laughs> keep the bread coming. If you don't see any. like. So speaking of takeout, what was your favorite, like, during COVID takeout restaurant food? What did uh, you do? I think that it was, I got a lot of, uh, there's a place in Gray. Uh, my friend, Leo, who's since moved away, uh, she lived in, in, in Gray. So there's a place called China Village. 
and most Chinese restaurants in Maine, for whatever reason, it's like, I have trouble recommending them because it's like, no, you can't just go order anything. There's like certain things I get from every single one and I don't, I can't vouch for the rest of the shit because I've, anytime I've ever strayed from that, I've not really been happy. But they have the best crab rangoons. They're basically, they, they're like empanadas practically. Like they're, they're huh. really, the dough is like all like right. crackly and oh, they're delicious. Huh. And then I just get either the Szechuan beef or the general. I don't stray. Like they have right. the, their barbecue beef, like literally is like fatty and tender. It's not like jerky like a lot uh, of the places. Is yeah. that the place on the way to Sunday River? It's on the left side? Casino? Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's never open. When is it open? I don't know. It's <laughs> dinner time, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was like pandemic. They had the whole, you know, you just line up in the parking lot and you you go through. That's awesome. Yeah. It, oh, that, we'll check it out. That then. was my favorite. Chinese huh. food in general, when you know you're going to get, it's going to be good. Like I said, people ask me, I really like this place. Well, you guys, happy garden. Yeah. You guys the did that whole there. thing where you yeah. went around to all the different Chinese oh. restaurants, right? Well, that was um, that was a while ago. <laughs> oof, yeah, that was getting drunk in Asian restaurants, part one and two. The first one we did at Con Asian Bistro, where mm-hmm. they have a light up bar. That one was like really fun. And the second time we, we kind of went went to Asia in like the South Portland, like the old location, not even the new one. And that we we kind of were like, because at least Con's a bar, but we basically went to like a family place, right? And got really belligerent. To the point oh. where they wouldn't light our sterno or our poopoo platter anymore because they didn't want to give us fire. Uh, yeah, we got our, our sterno privileges were revoked. Uh, eventually, I was basically given a look that it was implying I should leave now. You know, that happened to my family when we were younger. What? The sterno caught the oh. tablecloth on fire. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Okay, and my mom was like three Mai Tais into the dinner. She was, she was single at the time. Nice. All of her kids at the table, the, the tablecloth. Like, it's just part of the whole experience. You can't put it out because so, it just so, spreads. So yeah. there is a, you know, there's a reason why they did that. It clearly is a, a hazard because it happens. Right. Yeah. I think they're also just implying that we weren't welcome there anymore. Maybe. Because the volume <laughs> and the words we were using, the choice of words oh, plus volume, yeah. I don't think were very conducive to all the other diners. Children yeah. were crying. Yeah, there was like yeah, six yeah. of us. I, I've been to that place. It is very family. It's very quiet. Yeah, and family friendly. Horrendous. It was like, it's not it was like you know, good. like all the meat was like gray, yeah, kind of thing. Where, so yeah. you kind of, once you realize that everything's terrible, it makes you less you care less about what's happening. So you just kind of go for it. Yeah. But the fire thing, there was a phase where in the early two thousands, late nineties, where all the restaurants wanted to, before they were setting drinks on fire, it was like very fancy to flambe dishes table side, yeah. right? Uh, and not like bananas foster, but like things that I worked at a club in Chicago where. They had a mussels dish that you would literally take like the silver like pourer, fill it with 151, steam it in the espresso steamer, which I think we use for espresso also. I don't know how that works, but uh, you shouldn't be drinking espresso at a club. Um, so we'd steam it in the espresso steamer. Then you were supposed to light it and pour it on the mussels table side, like over through the mussels. Oh, my God. The first time I did it, all the fire bounced off the mussels and started little fires on the table, <laughs> like all around. And again, it was that trying to put it out. And it all just these kept blue starting flames more. all over yeah, the place. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was crazy. I was like, literally none of the fire went into the mussels. It all just bounced right off. People were clapping. Yeah. How long did they have that on the menu? I don't know. I didn't work there too long. I don't know. By the end, I was like literally like making pentagrams on the large trays and like those on fire, like, chasing people around with flaming <laughs> knives. And yeah, it was, playing with fire is fun, and it's a safe, it's a safe oh, idea. Man. TikTok should have been around <laughs> decades yeah. ago. No, if, if Facebook were around ago. when I was in high school, I would be shunned from. I'd be, I'd be. Uh, what's, what's the? It's not exiled. It's uh, when you're not ex. What was it when you're when you're banished? Like uh, ostracized. Ostracized. Yeah. Yes, like Napoleon to El- I'd be ostracized <laughs> from society if they had Facebook. Nice, dude. When I was in high school. Huh. No. Right on. Right so on. yeah, I hope that your kids are smarter 
about things. We've had many a talk about that. Yeah. Jesus You're like, you know when you post stuff, we look at that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you really have to watch. Colleges it's, too. <laughs> you know, it's that's, I think it's scary now because you can get into... I couldn't imagine. You know, they, they can right? talk to weirdos online. You don't know who they're... They, they play these video games. You don't know who they're playing with. It's, yeah. well, again, you know, you know, there's a reason that... You yeah. remember back in our day, we're like... Bye, mom. The door shuts, and they never see you until six. Yeah, you know? until dinner time. Yeah, oh, where yeah. were you? Oh, I was out with my friends, and they're like, "Okay, they're yeah. like, great, you're outside." Why are you <laughs> acting funny? I did a lot of acid. Okay, you're and home I, now. I, one time, I went downstairs. My parents' room was downstairs, and I was like, "I did so much fucking acid," and I was like, at one point, I like blinked my eyes and I blacked off. Flicked. I went down. I was like, "Mom, Dad, I did a ton of acid tonight, and I feel like I might die." And they're like, "What?" I'm what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might die. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's really fucked up. Did they put you in the car and take <laughs> no, you to the hospital? they just came up and like talked to me for a while. They didn't bother getting mad at me till the next day because like, what's the point of okay. yelling at? They had the wherewithal to at least be like, we probably yeah. shouldn't yell at them now. Yeah, so let's not have them freak I usually am pretty. I, I don't have little slips like that, but I was like really in a bad. Way. I'm like, I may need to go to the hospital. I'm not sure. <laughs> but wow. Yeah, did a lot of acid in high school. It was fun. Back when you had eight hours of your life, you could just put aside to do drugs. You know? Right. Who has that kind of I time I don't comment now? about that stuff now because I know my kids will be listening yeah. to this. So I just, <laughs> okay, well, we'll just see I didn't what, do just, anything. what we are implying by saying <laughs> that. We'll just kind of all use our imaginations. Vince was... No, no, no I was clean. For Max's sake. Uh, yeah, I didn't do anything what, yeah. at all. Yeah. No, Vince, actually, he was basically... For Halloween every year, for Halloween, he would go as the dare teddy bear, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, with yes. the T-shirt, you go with officer friendly around all the, you know. I did keep kids off drugs. I did. Right. Just say no. It's a very effective campaign. Just say no. I mean, if somebody just told me that, let me search that back. You know, this whole time, right. all I had to do was say no. <laughs> Crazy. That's true. Where was Nancy was, Reagan when I needed her? You know. He was uh, kicked out of the state of Hawaii. You're kicked out of Hawaii. Still. Where he lived. You're from. Right. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. Really yeah. Realize you're from, okay. Well. I grew up in when Hawaii. When he was a teenager. I was a bad, I was a bad, bad teenager. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, that's pretty bad if you get kicked out of it. Yes, it is, actually. You know. So I got kicked out of the state of Hawaii. <laughs> it was either continue my time in the boys' home, right? Yeah. Or go live with my dad in, um, in Reno. So uh, a month later, I was in Reno, it's Nevada. It's an easy decision. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? I don't think it's not too hard. But uh, it, was, uh, it was mostly for... Um, I said, you know what? Ran out, out of theft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is before the video game. Like, this is all your idea. <laughs> right. You thought of this on your own without <laughs> yes. a video game to tell you to do idea. it. Yeah. Right. Back when kids so, were original. I don't steal cars anymore. Anybody coming to the cheese iron, you can <laughs> come with your car, leave with your car. <laughs> Vince is not doing that anymore. Well, <laughs> you know, when we first opened, one of our customers actually let Vince drive her Porsche. How did that even? It was come like up? a brand new Porsche. Oh, it was like, you want to drive it? My husband <laughs> hasn't even driven it yet. <laughs> nice. The next thing I know, he's driving, and I think he drove someone's motorcycle. Oh too. yeah, somebody pulled up in a, um, a like a matte black Harley Davidson. I said, I want to take it out. Can I? He's like, yeah, boom. I took he it off. Because he has up that the trustworthy <laughs> face. Like you know, yeah. no you one's gonna know him. Yeah, not even, <laughs> I haven't even driven it yet. You seem trustworthy. Take my car. <laughs> Little did I know that I got kicked out of the state of Hawaii for stealing cars. <laughs> so that happened, but I'm to go better now. But his dad, he had to go live with his dad, who was a police officer. So he was, oh, you know, yeah. it was, he didn't tell me he was a police officer. It was like tough. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, the short shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. dangle shorts. Yeah. 
Nice. <laughs> no, I picture you like driving the Porsche, and I picture that scene from like Ferris Bueller, <laughs> the Bring parking attendant. Like, yeah. I brought it back. I did. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah. About ten minutes later, she was still outside waiting for me. Yeah. So is she coming back? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> she was probably thinking it's was like, that a mistake. Go back behind the cheese counter, or I keep driving this new Porsche. <laughs> well, fun. that's okay. That's yeah. good. That's that's right. <laughs> Things fun. just happen. We're older you know. now. Yeah. That's right. We don't we don't borrow people's Porsches anymore. That's no. not what we do. Um, well, I think that we've definitely covered a lot of things today. Thank you. you know, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so was now fun. we know how to open a cheese shop and how to get kicked out of the state of Hawaii. We've learned a lot. Right. Luckily, space. he can go back though now. Yeah, they don't. Good. I was worried about that. It was only until I was eighteen. So. Did, oh. did Obama pardon you in Hawaii? Man, that would have been great. He's from, he's from well, yeah. He's from Hawaii. He grew up in Hawaii. He grew up, he grew up, there, up in yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he liked to go to uh, Kailua, which we love to go yeah, and get nice ices, you know, and, and shave ice. Shave ice. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried that shave ice place? There's a couple that open in Portland. Those little what, shave what, ice are carts. They like trucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're like. I'm not good about going to those kind of places. For, I'm just like, uh, I know, you got to wait Because I have to leave my hard. AC in my room if I have to go to those places. Yeah. I think you can roll up in your AC car. They're okay. so I'll delicious, just roll through. <laughs> I'll roll through. You, you, I'll be there. Right on the sidewalk. Yeah. you got to try the shave ice, though, Okay, I've actually, I, it's so you're good. not the first person to tell me that There's the shave two, ice is delicious. There's two, two, yeah. and they're both both equally delicious businesses. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing against shaved ice. I mean, I'm, I'm See, in. Yeah, it's good. We're a little upset because that was going to be our, you know, after we... You know, we leave the cheese iron, maybe sell it or whoever, whatever. We're going to do one of two things. We're going to open up a little shave ice stand, right, and just stay busy. Or we're going to become baggers at Whole Foods. Yeah. Imagine us. Like well, 70, 80, I feel like you'd be, you'd be like an executive bagger because of your background with Whole Foods. Oh, right. Yeah. You'd be like a... A privileged bagger. Uh, I'd like uh, to bag next to Jill. We have like little like this races is, this and challenges. This is like yeah. he's talking like retirement, like a long time from now. This oh, is like, cause right. he, so he, they he, might not might not still be the same management as when you're okay. So you right. might have to relinquish your executive privileges. I kind of want to be like on the beach, and he's thinking like, like he's gonna work. That's <laughs> like, like my dad. That's my dad's the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, oh. what's my next job gonna babe, be after the? Can't wait to retire, babe. We get to work at Whole Foods. We get to sell our own really cool store and go work at Whole Foods. Love it. <laughs> it's be so, we get to make less money and work more hours. <laughs> you know be why? Because he likes to talk to people. So baggers get to talk to people all day long. Yeah, you don't That's want why. them to, but they do. <laughs> I'm always like, I don't, I don't really need a new friend. I tell this story. Not I, me, Joe. I told this story. I think on the very first podcast, I don't even hold sense, but my favorite thing is I was at Hannaford in on Forest Ave one time, and I was, I was just buying whatever. In there was like a, a Smiling Hill Farm, like the glass bottle of heavy cream. I remember, like, I was going to pay, and I hear this guy at the end go, you want me to leave this out? And he's, like, holding it up. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, no, you can put that in. I was like, you know that's heavy cream. And he's like, oh, I just thought it was some kind of, like, milkshake. Like, no, no. Like, hey, fatty, you going to make it home, or you want me to leave this out? You going you gonna to get there, or? When we put it in the bags, so you have to fish through it and you get in the car. Because I just leave it out and make your life easier. I gotta have my cream. Gotta, it's like, I think it was like summertime too. I'm like, what kind of Neanderthal do you think I am? I'm like, what is this about? So, you, know, you get, yeah, you have you, people give you a Porsche and they give me, they think I want to drink heavy cream in the car. So. On that note, I think uh, we should conclude our time together. It's been delightful. Uh, Jill well, thank Dutton, you. Thank you. Vince Maniachi, the Cheese Iron in Scarborough, Maine. 
you should definitely go by and check it. Now you have so much background. I mean, it's like they're going to feel like, you know. Leave LA. They're going to feel like you've been wink, coming. Wink. Yes. <laughs> if you want to, Vince will happily drive your car. Uh, and then you can say that Vince drove your car. And then maybe you'll end up on a show. You know, that's. Yeah, I mean, has Jay offered to let you drive his Jaguar? Not yet. Uh, what kind of, is it a new one or it's an old a, one? Really, he's got yeah, a nice Jaguar. It's a very nice one. I actually older? haven't I asked him. Is, but that's why. He probably, I don't think he would. I like the older Jaguars, yeah. personally. It, very they had that one they got, and I was like, that's a Ford Taurus, but it has a Jaguar mm. logo on it. That's weird. It was like X-Type or something. It was like oh. back in the like 2012, the Jaguar, like, I think Ford basically bought Jaguar. But this one oh. looks like a Maserati. Yeah, is no, it, those are the nice is, ones. Yeah, yeah. Like really there's nice, some that yeah. look like Fords. Right. And you're like, what is that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. right. The big old, like. Yeah, it looks like a Taurus, like right. a late yeah. 90s Taurus, this totally. X-Type. Huh. Yeah. I, don't, huh. I don't get it, but hey. Right. Sorry, uh, what are you going to do? We just keep chatting because it's fun okay. to. Well, that's why they edit. That's why we have editing. We can chat all we Chris is like, I got it down to 15 minutes of usable stuff. But you guys were great. It seemed like you had a really good time. Really just going after it there. So uh, I'm Joe Riccio, and this is the Food Coma Podcast.